Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for being here this week. Really appreciate it. I'll tell you, this is another great week, another great episode. Um, comes, I guess, with a confession, and it is that I, I kind of like uh, reality TV shows. Now, not all the, the drama ones where it's just you know a bunch of crazy fights and all that kind of stuff. Don't really enjoy that. But but uh, one that I really have, uh, I guess, taken a liking to is one on TLC. And there's quite a few good ones on TLC, if I have to, if you have to be honest. But uh, one that I really like is 90 Day Fiance. And the premise of that show, um, we're going to get a little bit into. But uh, very quickly, you know, it, it follows a couple who one is outside of the country and one of them lives here in the United States. And they have to get married, you know, within 90 days to uh, to, to uh Fill out the the K one visa process. Going to get way more into that, um, and it's because my guest today is someone from Ninety Day Fiance, um, Evelyn Cormier. Now I struggled with saying her name correctly in the interview. I hope I said it right that time, Evelyn Cormier. Um, but uh, the reason I wanted to talk to her is she's not. Uh, I guess not just a, a reality star there, where she's actually got a really awesome budding music career she was on season five of 90 day fiance um she's married to you know the the person that uh we we saw on the show david he is from spain uh we we learned all about the the process of their um you know engagement and getting married within those 90 days um but she also was on american idol um a few seasons ago in 2019 and made it to the top 14 so just a really nice person an interesting person we're going to get all um into you know the process of getting on 90 day fiance process of getting on american idol whether you know there's there's a lot of reality in these reality tv shows but it, it was a great conversation um like i said she's she's a very very friendly person i really enjoyed speaking with her um i really enjoyed listening to her music you know be preparing for this interview really interesting voice um i i really um you know i liked her sound she's got a, a christmas single um that that came out uh, a, a really cool christmas song um i know that this is coming out after christmas but hey get it in your uh Get it in your playlist and and uh, either be one of those people who listen to Christmas all year long, or or save it for next year and and jam out to it then. Uh, but I, I think you'll enjoy this one. And uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Evelyn Cormier. I am here today with Evelyn Cormier. How are you, Evelyn? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me. So obviously we're going to talk all about you know, 90 Day Fiance, about American mm-hmm. Idol. Uh, but before that, tell us just a little bit about yourself outside of, you know, those two shows that we've seen you on. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty low-key person. I, I like to say that I'm I'm pretty introverted as far as like, aside from being on TV and being a performer, I'm definitely very introverted. I love reading. Um, I prefer to stay in versus go out. I love watching a good Netflix series. I'm into period dramas, just all kinds of like historical fiction stuff. That's my life. I'm also an author. Like I, 
I love that kind of quiet aspect of creating as well. I gotcha. I gotcha. So obviously let's kind of dive a little bit into the, the two shows for people who I guess have lived under a rock and have no idea what American Idol is, have no idea what America, <laughs> 90 day fiance is. Just tell us a little bit about the premise of those two shows, if you will. Yeah. So American Idol is a singing competition show where you are competing with tons and tons of other singers across the United States um, until ultimately the judges every week will cut it down, cut it down, cut it down until America starts voting in the finals. But it's pretty straightforward, just a contest. And then, um, and then 90 Day Fiance is a show that this is actually a pretty big misconception. People often like, wow, you met a guy on the show and married him? I'm like, nope, that's, that's not how 90 Day Fiance works. 90 Day Fiance is based loosely, loosely, keyword, on the K-1 visa process where you marry somebody who's not from the United States and they just follow you and whoever you're already engaged to um, through that process as they come to America. And I know they do it like the other way now and they do all kinds of different spinoffs, but kinds. that's the, yeah, that's the loose premise of the show. I got you. I got you. Well, 90 day fiance there, there, obviously there may be people that don't know that. I feel like if you don't know American Idol, you're probably not listening to podcasts just because that's, <laughs> that's kind of a, a big one, but, but you, you know, you did mention loosely and you, you, you said that several times. So, so why is it loosely based off of the K-1 visa process? Because the K-1 visa process is like a very legal, tedious process and definitely not interesting for TV. Yeah. And ultimately, 90 Day Fiance is reality TV and reality TV is for entertainment purposes. So it's embellished. It's a lot of drama. It's a lot of fun stuff going on. That's not exactly, you know, how it really, really goes down. Right. Yeah. And obviously all TV shows are all about trying to, to squeeze just as much drama as they can out of, out of things. Yeah. So, and, and I feel like honestly um, in your, your season, maybe you didn't have a, a, as much drama as some. So I don't know for sure, but I, I don't know whether you were shown as much as some others just because maybe it was just a little bit less drama that they could <laughs> squeeze out of you. Do yeah, you, do you I think mean, that or? I think that I was shown a fairly equal amount during our season. I know a lot of people don't. I was actually just hanging out with David and Annie. I know they're on. They're mm. still on. They have a lot of spinoff stuff going on with 90 Day. Mm. Um, but, like, they're like, a lot of people don't remember us from season five. They remember us from Pillow Talk. And so it's kind of like, you know, they're filming and they're kind of almost, you know, people just don't don't have that far back memory when it comes to watching reality TV. Nice. And so I think that we were showed an equal amount of times as the other couples on that season, but whether or not people are remembering that far back, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously people just kind of remember the new seasons of everything yeah. and then they start forgetting things for sure. So obviously we've kind of talked about the premise of the two shows. Um, let's kind of get to, I guess the results of the two, how, how far did you make it with American Idol and then I, I know that the K-1 visa process was successful. So how is, how is things going there? Yeah. So on American Idol, I made it to the finalists. I was a top 14 finalist um, in 2019. So that was pretty awesome. And then, um, yeah, the K-1 visa process went fine. It went smooth for me and David. Uh, it took about nine months to approve and during that time david wasn't able to come to the states so i would have to visit him in spain and you know it was a hard time doing long distance for that long but you know plenty of people do it and you just figure out how to make it work 
Right, absolutely. So, you know, you, you mentioned that the, the misconception is that, you know, that you find somebody on the show. So just briefly, I know it was, it was covered in the show, but how did you, how did you meet your, your now husband? Yeah, so David, <laughs> he actually, um, he found my music mm. on Instagram and followed me. And we just like, we ended up having a mutual friend and we met that way. And it was really just, it was kind of, it really was crazy how it all happened because we only had that one mutual friend and they had mentioned to me that, oh, he's a really cool guy. Um, and so I already felt comfortable with the idea of having him, you know, come here and meet me. And yeah, and we hit it off clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess the, the next question just is how do you, do you join the show? I mean, or is there people out there that are looking for people who filed K-1 visas or, or how did, how did that all come about with, with Yeah, I mean, this show is constantly pumping out new seasons and yeah. new couples and they're searching all the time. And, and they're also, you know, they have like, you can send an email to them or whatever. My friend, actually one of my best friends, Michaela, was on the show with me as well. And she told me that, you know, her family loved that show and that they watch it all the time. And that it's based around what I was doing at the time with David. And she's like, you should send them an email. They're casting right now. And um, at 18 years old, you're like, what 18 year old kid's not like being on reality TV? Like, that sounds awesome. So I naively just was like, that sounds awesome. Sent them an email. They got back to me that night, like hours yeah. after I sent it. And then like a week later, I was signing contracts. It all happened super fast. I would say so. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so now, obviously, since, since you were on that show and then you, you, know, you, you joined another show later on in American Idol, but yeah. how do you, I guess, how do you deal with, and I, I, I don't really want to get too much into to anything with the show, but how do you deal with, I guess, just being in the public eye and definitely with your, with your relationships? So those clickbait articles are out there that, you know, <laughs> 90 Day Fiance people have broken up and then, you know, there's just all those kind of goofy things. How do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, you just, you just take it. It happens. I think it was hard to deal with at first because I was only 18 and you're dealing with life and I was dealing with getting married and, and then everybody you know, hasn't now watching online, they don't know me and they're just seeing these little, you know, manufactured clips, 10 minute clips of me all of a sudden have opinions about me and are contacting me to tell me those opinions. And <laughs> it was all pretty crazy, but you just manage it and you just have to come to that uh, reconciliation that it doesn't matter what everybody thinks about you. You know, as long as the people in your life that know you and that love you, um, you know, are proud of you and of what you're doing. If you're happy with what you're doing, that's all that really matters. You just got to stay focused on what you're trying to do and do it. Right. Yeah. The, with the people I've talked to before that are, have been on reality TV or, or in the public eye, the, the crazy thing and the thing you got to deal with is all those, you know, the trolls and yeah. ones that are, think they know more about what you should do with your life than, than what you do. And I guess the yeah. crazy part is that it's, you know, all they see is that manufactured parts that you're talking about. Yeah. They don't really, truly know the ins and outs of everything. So that's that's the crazy part to me always. So, you know, you, you mentioned that uh, you, you were hanging out with, uh, who'd you say, David and Annie? <laughs> yeah, David and Annie. So do you, are you still in contact with, with quite a few people from the show? Or is it, it and I kind of, I guess I wonder if, 
the relationships just kind of stick with the people that are on your season or are, is there kind of a big 90 day fiance, you know, family that you all kind of <laughs> hang out or, or how's that work? Yeah. I mean, not everybody is like, um, you know, interested in becoming friends with everybody, which, which is fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think once you're on 90 day, you all kind of have this very similar experience and this thing to bond over. And I am friends with a handful of couples, not from my season. I'm friends with people who were from our season, but we did, um, you know, we did seem to form a, a really good relationship with David and Annie that's lasted over the years. Uh, and we spent Thanksgiving with them uh, in Arizona, which was really nice. It was, you know, they're really super kind people, very down to earth. You know, nothing bad I could ever say about them. Yeah, and I'm I'm here in Indiana. I'm pretty sure they were pretty close at one point. Were they in Kentucky? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So, what I guess what show, and I want to get to American Idol too. What show maybe creates the the biggest sense of of community with people that were on your season? Is it Ninety Day or is it American Idol or but I know with American Idol, obviously you're you're there with with the people on your season, you know, while yeah. you're there, not just all spread out and people filming different things. Yeah, you know, I really think it's tricky because American Idol, I really did feel a sense of family. Like when you're spending so much time under so much stress, like I've never been under more stress in my entire life than when I was competing on American Idol, mm. and you know, all these other kids are going through the same thing that you're going through, and they're putting you up with each other. So like, I had a roommate who was also competing on the show and we became such close friends during that time and you just bond. And so it's good. But at the same time, there's that little tricky thing that you're competing against these people. You know what I mean? And so there's always that little anxiety of competition in the air. Whereas 90 day, you're not competing for anything. You're just on a TV show. I mean, I guess maybe you could, if you wanted more screen time or more drama or whatever, but it wasn't like that. And we definitely still, I had relationships from both. Yeah. Both shows. Yeah. So I guess what, what would be something that would surprise us about 90 day fiance? Is, is there anything, I mean, do, the, I guess the big question I would have is you're talking about the drama and obviously drama sells. Yeah. I, I don't think it is, but maybe, maybe surprise me. Is it something do, is it something that they ever manufacture any of any of the drama that happens? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is meant for entertainment. And if you don't have, if you're not naturally problematic or dramatic, mm -hmm. uh, odds are the drama has been scripted. And it's very much like there's a producer behind the scenes saying, all right, talk about this. No, say it like this. All right, enter the room again, but this time act like you're suspicious and mad, but then say it like that. Like, so they're really, they're mm -hmm. coaching you through the whole thing. And I mean, there are times where what you're seeing is real. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you're not even saying what you actually said. Like when they, it's called like Frankenbite. So like, mm -hmm. like they piece together little sound bites of what you've said to go along with their narrative or whatever it is. And that happens in a lot of, a lot of shows for a lot of different reasons. But yeah, just the biggest thing I like to stress to people is that reality TV is definitely not reality. Right. You know, you just, as far as like, take it for what it is, it's entertainment. But as far as like, don't contact that person and tell them to die. Like they were just on TV. Like, it's such a crazy thing. I can't even explain how people take it so seriously, but they do. Uh, right, right. Yeah. And I, I know you said, obviously, they kind of piece things together. So question I would have is how long from, you know, the first day they filmed you to the 
end? How, how long does that whole process mm-hmm. take? Because I know, the th- the, I guess the thing that when I see that show, the way that they have to piece it together, I'm sure one whole story has happened before the, another one's even started, but you know, they intertwine them. So I'm just yeah. always kind of interested in how things happen. Yeah, I mean, it definitely varies for different people. Um, I think one thing that played a factor in being very stressful for me and David is the fact that we were one of the last couples to be added to the show. And so we were filming like during the week and then we would see the stuff we were filming on TV that Saturday or Sunday or whatever night they air. So it was kind of like it was happening real time for us. And so dealing with all the public eye and all the comments and everything, it wasn't like we were already happy and married and everything was great. And we were just kind of, Oh, ha ha ha. That's funny. Hear what they said. It was like, people were commenting on what we were doing like right now. And it really felt like people were a part of it, even in ways that you didn't necessarily like, you know? Yeah. That's surprising. Cause what I would have thought would have been like, you know, it was something that happened a year ago that we're just now seeing. So for it to have just happened, that's, that's yeah. crazy. That had to be a, that had to probably add a little bit of, definitely stress if not strained to the whole already complex situation. So that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. No, it's very stressful planning a wedding in general. It's also stressful planning a wedding in 90 days because 90 days is the legal amount of days that your visa is valid for. So that's where mm-hmm. they get the name 90 day fiance. When that visa is approved and they set foot in America, your 90 days starts and you have to get married within that time frame. Right. Right. One last 90 day fiance question that I want to kind of get to. Okay to American Idol is, you know, you, you said that there's a million other, uh, a million other shows, a million other spinoffs or is it ever something that you're going to get back involved in? <laughs> um, I mean, we've definitely been asked to join different little things that they do. Um, we didn't love filming 90 day, just like, you know, we didn't like love doing it. And so I'm probably more open to it than my husband is. My husband is way more private than I am. I mean, I'm constantly doing things and being in the public eye, but um, I think he'd be open to it in the future. And you never know. I mean, there might be some things in the works that (laughs) I can't talk about, but there are some things that could possibly be happening. Awesome. Awesome. Well, stay tuned. So I know um, American Idol, we can kind of go a little bit quicker because I do think people kind of understand the process a little bit more. Um, but I, I guess it, what's something that would, would surprise us about American Idol in, in the entire process? One thing that already surprised me that you said is I didn't realize that they put you up and you, you roomed with somebody else. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm trying to think if there's anything surprising. Um, I had a hand selected private audition in New York city. So mm. maybe like they do that. That might be surprising. A lot of people think that anybody can just go in and, you know, cattle call audition for American Idol in front of the judges. But you, I literally had like two prerequisite like auditions before I even got to like audition in front of the judges. And so I was contacted on um, Instagram from a casting producer from Idol who happened to see me on 90 Day Fiance singing. And she was like, would you be interested in a private audition in New York City for American Idol? I'm like, all right, all right, let's do this. Let's like, let's go. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what ended up going down. That's how that happened. And I think that some people are shocked to know that somehow that's how idol works. Yeah. I think I've heard that. I think that it's almost rare these days for like the open calls to be somebody who goes very far. It's, it's mostly people they've kind of picked. 
Yeah, they're definitely, they have a lot of, you know, social media these days. They have casting producers scanning and looking and searching all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So a question I'd have too is, they don't do it as much anymore. And I, and I honestly, I haven't watched the ABC American Idol period. So I guess I'm, a, I'm, I'm bad with American Idol, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, do in, in the past, you know, they would have, I, I guess, crazy auditions, you know, you had she bangs guy and things like, <laughs> and things like that. So do yeah. people, because I know that they're, you know, they, they, or they audition several times before they actually get to the, the, TV yeah. judges do the people that i guess are i don't want to say being made fun of but the people that are i guess not really going to get anywhere and it's kind of more of a comedy thing do they know it or are they leading them on because i would hate to think that these people are being led on but i don't know they're probably they're probably being led on a lot of these people believe that they're the next american idol or whatever uh but i do have to say that american idol is not really like that anymore it went from being on mm -hmm. fox to being on abc yeah. and somehow connected with disney and they're not about like you know embarrassing people or making fun of people they're right. you know really really encouraging even to the kids that you know viewers might see and be like ooh, ooh. they're really still encouraging like you know what you're not yeah. there yet but like if you got a dream, like keep working towards your dream. The judges are so nice and extremely encouraging. So yeah, yeah it's not the same as it was. Right. I th and I think I, I knew that, but, but it was just a question. So another thing would be about the, the judges. So, you know, with, with other reality shows that I, I've talked to people about, you know, they say that, you know, the, the judges, you know, they, they see them for about two minutes and then they get ushered out by their, their entourage. How much, interaction did you really have with the the big tv judges yeah i mean so for my audition that was aired i was probably in there for like maybe 10 minutes mm -hmm. maybe 10 minutes and that was a 20 hour day for me mm. so i mean you're there all day long i was actually i think i was second to last for auditions that day and so it was an extremely long day emotions are running high and yeah so by the time you're standing in front of these celebrities, you're like, and uh, trying not to lose it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So enough of the, the shows. I want to talk about actually what you're doing now. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your Christmas single. I believe it's called It's Christmas Time Again. So, yeah. so how, did that, how did that come about? And uh, what inspired you to, to create that Christmas single? Yeah, well, I recently moved to Los Angeles, California. And uh, my manager at the time was like, you got to write a Christmas song because Christmas songs are where the money's at. Like you can use them every year. Everybody's got to have a Christmas song. And I love Christmas time. It's like my favorite time of the year, literally. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, I'm totally down for that. And I sat down and I'm okay. Not all songs happen really fast. Some songs take a little while to write, but this song literally flowed out of me and maybe like 15 minutes, the whole song done. And you know, when a song works like that, it's going to be magic. And I was so happy with it. I, you know, over this, I think in the summertime, I started producing it with um, a studio in New Hampshire. And yeah, so we just put it out this year. This is my first Christmas single. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you do most of your own writing when it comes to your, the songs that you have out? Yeah. Yep. I do write all of my own stuff. Uh, occasionally I'll co-write. Uh, I have done, I feel like I've co-written with my brother before, or at least I've had him compose music with me. 
Um, I've just done some writing sessions with this amazing songwriter from Las Vegas, but I haven't released any of that music yet. Uh, and I will be co-writing a Christian album um, in February. Very cool. So do you, I, I looked on your website and I, I saw that you've got some, you know, some songs for, for download and for, for purchase, but do you actually have a, a an album or is it, is it just the, the one-off songs? Cause I didn't really see that an album. So. Yeah. Um, most of my stuff, like on my website, I don't have all of my music. My discography is all mm. on like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. I do have an EP that I released when I was 18. Uh, I've never released a full length album just because it's, it's less savvy to do that as a young independent artist, just because it costs a lot of money to produce music. And when you release an album, people are only going to pick a few songs off of it anyway, that are going to be your most popular. And then the rest of the songs that you put all this money and time into just kind of fall to the, wayside forgotten and so when you're releasing singles or eps it's kind of like they all have their little moment to shine yeah no that makes sense and i feel like in today's you know download one song at a time world probably unless you're established those albums just don't really make sense so i understand that for sure so i did look up you know your christmas song i listened to it i watched your american idol audition so i i definitely have listened to you so you, you have a very unique sound for sure. What, what, who, are, who are some, uh, I guess, of your, your musical inspirations? Um, you know, I really grew up in a home where we listened to like everything. And I have a lot of inspiration from like 90s acoustic alternative. I love 70s music, very eclectic. Uh, I grew up in church, so there was a lot of church music. Um, but like, you know, people that I find inspirations for, not necessarily for my sound, but just for whatever reason, I find their music to be inspiring. And I like the way that I feel when I listen to this stuff, the Cranberries, Crowded House, Dinosaur Jr., Lana Del Rey, The Cure, those kind of artists, Stevie Nicks, mm. um, are just a few people that like really, I don't know, there's something about their music that just has that magic factor for me. No, I think that's that's interesting. Definitely, that you said the cranberries because that's that's kind of what it sounds. You sound like to me the the. Oh yeah. Who is it? Who? I don't remember what her name is. I I think she's passed away now. But yeah, Dolores. Kinda, yeah, that's that's kind of what your your sound sounds like to me. So, do you cover? Have you covered cranberries before? I think you have, haven't you? I've done. Uh, I think I did one cover on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I I tend to stay away from covering artists that people have compared me to because I don't, and I'm not trying to sound like anybody. I don't try to, you know, copy anybody, but no, I, I have done a cover because I, especially when she died, I felt really, I don't know. I felt like it was the end of an era and I wanted to cover one of her songs. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone has to be their own person. I hope, I hope you didn't dislike that. I I compared you to that. (laughs) No, it's all good. So, so uh, another thing that you mentioned is that you have an upcoming book and it's, it's a novel, correct? So tell us a little bit about the book. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I, uh, I decided like two and a half years ago that I wanted, I've always known that I wanted to write a book someday. I just never have. I feel like everybody thinks that at one point, like, oh, it'd be cool to write a book. Mm -hmm. But like, I've always been really uh, into creative writing and I, used to be fairly good at it, like in school. But then when I was 13, I started writing songs and playing music and singing. And that whole aspect and creative side of me just disappeared. I was focusing on music. 
And so a couple of years ago, I was like, no, you know what? I'm, I really would love to write a book. I've always wanted to do that. And so I did. And it's being like formatted, edited, ready. Like it's all done. It's just be like the final touches of it are being edited. Uh, it's a historical romance fiction. Mm. Um, I'm very much into period dramas. I love like Jane Austen and Emily Bronte and those kind of books. Um, and those kind of films have inspired me as far as when I'm writing. I'm inspired by, you know, where I grew up. I'm from uh, New Hampshire and a lot of New England is very historical because I love early American history. Just that kind of stuff inspired me to write this book series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the people listening can't uh, can't see us here, but uh, just just on the wallpaper behind you, I feel like that you've uh, maybe grown up in that colonial colonial <laughs> setting. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I have. <laughs> no, that's that's really cool though. So so tell us too when we're talking about music, your your I guess it's called rewards music. What is rewards music? Yeah. So this is really kind of neat. So um, a couple months ago, I met Dweezil Zappa and he, I played some music for him and his wife and he told me all about this new platform that he was a part of. And yeah, it's called Reward Music. It's actually my website now. So if you go to evelyncormier.com, that's where it will take you. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just this really cool platform that is instilling um instilling value back into the art because we do live in a digital age where you know people my age don't want to buy it they don't want to buy your music when they can stream it and i'm gonna get two cents for every stream you know what i mean and so this is basically a platform where i can do almost anything that i want on everything i can sell my merch on it i can post my music for sale i can sell music videos i can make videos and sell the videos that i'm making they can be exclusive content I blog, vlogs, what anything that I want can be done on the site. And so it's just really, really cool. People be can become members. It's called reward music because you can literally like the more you are active on, you know, an artist's site, if you're commenting on their forums, if you're buying their songs, you can earn rewards on their website. So it's just really, it's a neat platform and it's appealing, especially as an independent artist who is not making a lot of money from the streams or just, you know, Instagram followers, basically as, as far as money goes, you're not making money off of your Instagram followers. That's not, you know, I was talking with the CEO of reward music and they're like, it, you know, the followers and the likes don't mean anything or translate anything for the artists. You know what I mean? So that's what they're trying to do with reward music. So if you want to support artists, reward music is the way to go. Reward music. So is there is there quite a few artists already taking part in it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of getting started right now. Um, and I'm just really excited to be getting in on the ground floor mm -hmm. and, you know, learning how to use it. And yeah, just really capitalizing on what I do. I mean, I'm posting even things about my book. I'm posting short stories. I'm going to be starting a podcast with one of my friends for uh, like a book club podcast. I'm into books. You know what I mean? It's a way for your followers to really get connected with you on a more personal level, I guess. And I really do try to, I really do try to interact with my fans as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's just an easier way to do that on reward music. Very cool. So you, so you said that when we go to your website, it, is it a reward music kind of landing page or do you have, I guess, some kind of uh, buy-in with reward? That's, that's what I'm kind of, I'm trying to understand. 
Yeah, so Reward Music is the platform that the website is built with. And so if you go to EvelynCormier.com, it's going to take you to my own personal site. So you, I, gotcha. I don't think you'll be directed to Reward Music. You'll be directed to my website. Mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. No, that, that's really cool. So is it, is it an app? Let's say that, you know, the, the fans want to, to make sure that they support you on there. Is it an app they can download or is it, is it just a website at the moment or? It's, it's a website, so they can go they can use a laptop or they can, it's also for like, it's compatible with your cell phone or whatever you're using. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, we, I mean, obviously we've, we've talked a lot about the, the shows, kind of what, what projects you're working on, but yeah. now that all the, you know, the, the shows are over and, and you've got your projects, what does, I guess, what does life look like now? It's kind of a very broad question. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because this past year has been very uh, interesting for a lot of artists. I mean, for a lot of people in yeah. general. Um, I moved to Los Angeles, California, right before the shutdown, before we knew anything of this. It was probably the worst time to move there, but it worked out. I mean, everything is in God's will, but we moved there and I had all these projects in the works and I was doing all these meetings with my manager and, you know, people in the business. And then when everything shut down, nobody wanted to meet projects were kind of put on hold. And I just felt like, okay, now what, you know, I'm out here in Los Angeles. I don't have family out here. I'm with my husband and he has a cousin here, but that's it. And, but you know what? I have gotten so much work done this year. Like I said, I like, I wrapped up my book. I'm working on the uh, two more books right now. I've done a ton of reading. I've written a ton of new music. I've been hired to write a soundtrack for an indie film. So I've been doing that. Um, just a lot of different little things that I've been able to do online. Um, so, I, and also projects being set up for 2021 as well. Like I said, I'll be recording an album, uh, in February. So that'll be, I'm pretty excited about that. My first album. So you, you've got the, the books, your music, the rewarding music you've, so you've just kind of just been hanging out and not really doing much. It sounds like. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do about it? This year has been crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you, you've you been busy for, for sure. That's yeah. that's really cool. So, you know, I guess the, the final question when it comes to the, the shows is would you, would you if, if given the opportunity, you know, and you hadn't done it, would you, have, would you go back and do all of, all of those two again? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that, you know, people have asked me that too, because sometimes they see the negative aspects and like, wow, would you really put yourself through that again? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's a huge part of getting out there as an artist. You can't pay for that kind of publicity. And it's, you know, you take it the good and the bad. And every single thing that I've done has been a stepping stone to the next project. And both of those shows have played a huge role in my life and the things that I've accomplished. And I'm, you know, grateful for both opportunities. And I would do them again. Very good. Very good. So how can, how are we going to be able to find um, Evelyn Cormier? Uh, I guess you're, if, if they're not already following you, how, how, uh, how can they follow you on all the social media? Where do we go to, uh, to get your music, all that good stuff? Pretty much. If you just go on Google and type in Evelyn Cormier, you can find me wherever, whatever website you're looking for, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever I'm at. Uh, also go to EvelynCormier.com. Very good. Very good. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate your time. And you. uh, 
have a, a very uh, happy holidays. We are filming this at uh, Christmas time. I'm not exactly sure when it will come out, but <laughs> I, I appreciate you being here. No, thank you for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. And that was my interview with Evelyn Cormier. Really great person. Really appreciate her time today. So glad she joined us. I hope you learned something about 90 Day Fiance. If it's something you watch, hope you learned something about American Idol. Um, I really appreciated her time. I'll, I'll tell you that uh, her music really is uh, really cool. Um, she's got an interesting sound, just like we mentioned. So definitely pick up um, a single. Check her out on Spotify and check her out on her website. Um, I, I think that uh, this definitely is not uh, the end of, of hearing from her. Um, potentially on you know a, a TLC show like she mentioned, like she kind of teased, or uh, certainly with, with CDs and, and also that book. Don't forget that. Um, I, I hope that uh, you did enjoy this. I'll tell you, I, my goal always is to, to just bring on a, a wide variety of, of people. I, I try to to kind of separate them out should uh, topics be kind of similar you know travels always obviously been a a big one but I, I separate those out um, same thing with with these uh, I guess reality people that I'll bring on I'll tell you it's not going to ever be anyone that's just uh, you know on those you know fight I don't want to say cat fight but those you know those those shows that just nothing but drama 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 don't really like that but uh, you know 90 Day Fiance is a, a unique show where we, we get to see, you know, kind of a, a, a real process, a K-1 visa process. Obviously, you know, it is a little bit more dramatic. I hope I didn't, uh, I guess, burst anyone's, uh, you know, bubble as far as reality show that they do have to kind of um, add a little bit of drama for, uh, you know, the, the cameras. I think it's uh, absolutely based in reality and, you know, quite a bit of it is you know, reality, but they, they absolutely have to, uh, you know, make it entertaining as well. Um, so hopefully that doesn't hurt anyone that, that some of this is a, a little bit, uh, not necessarily maybe scripted, but a, a little bit uh, planned out. Um, but, but yeah, when I, when I do bring on um, reality people, it, it certainly will be spaced out as well, just like any other topic. Appreciate you being here. I hope, uh, hope you enjoy the diversity of all these different topics you never know what uh what the topic's going to be in, in a given week that's kind of my goal um again so glad you're here hope you enjoyed this one hope you learned something about reality shows the music industry all that good stuff see you next time and take it away chris this has been not in a huff with jackson huff thank you for listening be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.